This is the Alternative Media, exposing government corruption, defending our suspended constitution, demanding the rights of we the people, broadcasting the truth the puppet media dare not report. Long live liberty and death to the new world order. Prepare yourself. This is the Alternative Media. I'm your host, Richard Carey, filling in for Farron Schof, but nonetheless, here we will go through the economic, geopolitics, Jewish power, racial realism, white genocide, social engineering, engineered scarcity, and general outright lunacy, which lulls and rears its head around and above us, just as always... Today is the 8th of April, this Saturday, here in 2023. And of course, uh, Republic Broadcasting Network does need your support, folks, to continue. We've had a difficulty with the main mixer board going down a couple Thursdays ago. It's been a couple weeks now, and those things aren't cheap. There's a big digital long mixer boards with all the modern bells and whistles and uh, digital integration with all the all the uh, well connected functionality these days it's been a tough ride really antiquated kind of approach uh, we've had it used since uh, from what I, I understand it's like one-third the size the mixer board we have at the moment and uh, certainly a lot of the functionality is is uh, lost so Please, if you could help out, not just to keep us running from month to month, but to ultimately get that uh, primary up-to-date <laughs> mixer board replaced uh, as possible, that would be a, a, a great appreciation, because we certainly don't have all the funding in the corporate media, which censors you to oblivion out here in independent radio land. Certainly could benefit from... Uh, regular donations, you know, monthly are a huge benefit, uh, bi-monthly, uh, even uh, seasonally or bi-seasonally, if it, that works out for you folks. But, but please help out however you can uh, to keep things running here. And, of course, you could go to the website and get all this information there, republicbroadcasting.org, click on the donate page. And you could use PayPal right there if you want. You could always just call us, though, to donate via credit or debit card. Call in to donate at 800-724-2719, extension 3. And then, of course, mailing is always an option. You can mail that donation right to us. Cash, check, money order, payable to RBN. Mailing address 2251, Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. We absolutely appreciate it, folks. Please help ensure RBN continues broadcasting uncensored content well into the future. And uh, today, well, I mean, I have a bit of uh, geopolitical news. No shortage of domestic politics with this Trump 
kangaroo court fiasco. But medical news, uh, you know, you don't hear much about uh, COVID mRNA shots these days. They really want to sweep that under the rug at this point. And, well, I mean, we're the whole society now is being gaslit regarding just how common a lot of these heart issues, in particular myocarditis and all sorts of deaths due to a heart malfunction are, are just commonplace. They had uh, one claim recently, I heard uh, one article claiming that you've just had a latent potential for, for these um, bursts of, of myocarditis heart issues, which is pretty normal that everyone's had for years. And, uh, you know, we should just realize that that's, that's always been the way and nothing, nothing's changed, nothing to see here. But, I mean, I, I do continually get information to contrast that. Uh, let's see, I mean, and we have more and more sources getting this information out. And it's, well, it's, it's a gradual thing. You know, a lot of people, there are a lot of stages with people to just how much they accept the amount of tyranny out there. This one, though, at Investment Watch blog, alarming research suggests COVID vaccine might suppress immune system. And of course, you know, a lot of this is just repeated on other media outlets months or even years after we've already covered it in the past. I every so often, though, feel we really should go back to this topic. Because if we don't, who is, right? Let's see, this was, uh, well, I mean, we had even Tucker mentioning it now. That's, that's significant to point out. Uh, Tucker uh, mentioning it more. Alarming research about the shot coming out. I'm not going to call it a vaccine, but he did on his Fox broadcast. And uh, there was someone uh, putting out some of that video and tweeting about it. Let's see, a uh, Chuck. Calesto on Twitter. Justin, he says, alarming research. Oh, yeah, it's really Justin. But no, we have new research from other places that haven't conducted it prior to this spring. So alarming research suggests COVID vaccine might suppress immune system. Consequences include heart problems, blood clots, and reduced ability to combat future infections. So... There's that. Uh, there's more over in Australia that's that's being uh, acknowledged as well. I guess I'll jump right to that one. And uh, you have to forgive me, folks, if my uh, articles are a little out of order here today. But there certainly is a huge number of excess deaths in Australia. Let's see, we had a little... Recap on this from Mr. Chris Black. I'll always find his stuff over at Investment Watch Blog. Evidently, they're having a rough time as well. I know Zero Hedge, uh, let's see, like less than a year ago, I started creating a paywall for certain articles just to be able to continue uh, the way they do things and fund it. And, well, I don't know if at first they were considering everything being behind one just they realized pretty quickly that wouldn't last. But, yeah, you know, you'll find some articles that are just for premium members only now uh, over there. But they have plenty of articles that aren't that at the moment. And is a good for, well, source for economic and good for most 
general uh, topics as well these days. And the same for Investment Watch Blog. Now they've um, pointed out that they can't really continue funding uh, without getting far more support from donors because a lot of these ads are, are connected. There's like a Google ad generator or something they were referring to. And, um, you know, just a huge amount of potential advertisers are are inaccessible, you know, once you're on their blacklist, basically. And they cover way too much stuff at these blogs for the comfort of, of many and those upper echelons of kosher media power. But, yeah, so we have Investment Watch blog and Zero Hedge well, you know, teetering, <laughs> teetering a bit, you know, I'm feeling the strain more than in previous years. Like many of us in the independent media here, they do want to try to clamp down, make it harder for us to continue doing the reporting we do. But, uh, yeah, I know Chris Black, I really don't know if he has anything that's usually elsewhere. I always find that at Investment Watch blog, I haven't really found uh, links to him, uh, a specific platform he has. But Mr. Black points out population in Australia, 95%, approximately 95% are double vaxxed. And approximately 70% are triple vaxxed as of December 2022, according to Statista. And Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, of all people, was out there tweeting on this, actually a Daily Mail article was even covering this for that matter so you know you, yeah, you can see more and more sources are willing to concede to these facts but dr robert malone sharing the daily mail article on twitter says must be global warming startling new figures show even more australians are dying than first feared after report found quote excess deaths unquote are the highest since world war ii People don't want to talk about it. There's one quote uh, <laughs> added there as well. And, well, let's see, there were, were over 25,000 excess deaths last year. They're saying it, that's the 15, that is 15% above Australia's average mortality rate. Senators push for inquiry into the high numbers. And what we've been hearing in the military over here. I mean, over the past half year, more and more admissions of just the amount of deaths have soared. I remember one statistic said a 5,000% increase. And uh, that that's pretty high. I mean, that's 50%. So, I mean, I think you should just say, you know, or not 50%, 50 times, rather. <laughs> yeah, it's 50 times to be 5,000% increase. But if you were to say 50 times as many people are dying, I think most people would understand the statistic a lot more. When people hear 5,000%, I think that's intentionally clouding uh, how, well, a lot of people don't quite uh, make the translation these days, it seems. You know, our math skills in America average on this uh, Common Core is, is abysmal, to say the least. There's a little bit more on COVID in the shots. CDC deleted their page, which admitted 
their tests couldn't distinguish COVID from influenza. And this has been going back and forth again. Another statistic for years now we've already been pointing out. And a lot of people thought we were kooky <laughs> to say that, you know, that these tests can't distinguish between, you know, the common influenza we've had for so long and this alleged COVID, these alleged COVID variations. I'll just say alleged COVID variations to make everyone happy right now. And, yeah, we were kookified for saying such things not so long ago. Then the CDC had a page on their website admitting their tests couldn't distinguish COVID from influenza. Now suddenly that page is deleted. Surprise of surprises. The test on which all lockdowns, social restrictions, and vaccine mandates were based could not distinguish between SARS-CoV-2 and influenza. That's the real reason the flu disappeared during that era. Not the lies Scientific American published in the linked propaganda article that they have here. Proof of this from the CDC was originally at that link. Now it's been deleted. We still have it available, folks. It's it's, uh, over at archive.org in a couple of different forms. Uh, We have, yeah, a couple of different places on archive.org where it's still preserved. Uh, I'm not going to be able to read all the gibberish (laughs) for those links, but... If you want to find it, you can do a search uh, at Investment Watch blog headline, CDC deleted their page, which admitted their tests couldn't distinguish COVID from influenza. You can get the links to archive.org there. You might want to save and download while you can if there are people in your life uh, or just evidence for posterity you might need for something or other. But, yeah, I checked out some of these web archives. Looks like currently... Yeah, it looks like they're both still up currently. But, you know, once a little time has passed, uh, it doesn't seem like, I don't know, anyone who was interested in that piece of information, it's usually already gotten to. Most other people have moved on. You know, I mean, it's important to point out, to continually remind people that that was primarily about control, wealth, as far as the amount of COVID relief money. That was the single largest transfer of wealth in all of human history. Just think about that. Let that set in for a moment. And it went from the people at large, you know, your spending power, the value of your dollar declining with all this printed money out of thin air came away from all of us went to those who already were the wealthiest okay and i believe they would have needed to have bank bailouts whether they'd call them bank bailouts or not they would have needed to have bank bailouts the state the economy had been in since 2008 rolling up to 2000 if they didn't pull this covid scam these COVID lockdowns, this COVID money bailout in 2020, we would have had to have bank bailouts due to just the declining economy already. And people wouldn't have been very happy about it, more of the same, no matter what they tried to label it as. So perfect solution here. Uh, COVID lockdowns, 
And of course, setting a precedent with it, you know, more justification for digitization of everything. ID 2020, you know, a big surprise that that was rolling out at that time. We have so much evidence of patents years before. And before, allegedly, COVID was even discovered, we have patents for all these things tied to government agencies, no less. And we have Fauci, Fauci, who is now over in Europe trying to push for a protocol, a streamlining, basically. As if we want to hear anything this guy has to say, I thought he was going to be fully retired and no one would ever hear his name or see his face again. But no such luck. Fauci quietly begins advising mysterious overseas anti-pandemic biolab. This was over at Blacklisted News. The longtime government bureaucrats linked up with infamous Big Pharma heavyweights for a new consultant gig. Longtime government bureaucrat, singular, sorry, referring to Fauci in particular, in news that has somehow remained entirely unreported in the United States. Dr. Anthony Fauci seems to have inked his first gig outside the U.S. government health, which he is reportedly still taking a salary through. According to several Italian press reports, Fauci has agreed to serve in a consulting capacity to a newly created, quote, anti-pandemic, unquote, biolab, which is being run by a high-level Italian scientist and longtime pharmaceutical executive, Italy's ANSA. News Wire Service reports, quote, American immunologist Anthony Fauci has agreed to act in an informal capacity as a strategic advisor to Rhino, Rhino Rapuli, scientific director of the Biotechnopolo Biotech Hub in Siena, an institution founded by the ministries of the University Health Economy and Industry with the aim of focusing on applied research in biotechnologies and life sciences. The Fondazione Biotecopolo announced this week, <laughs> that's a mouthful, for a, someone not native to Italian. The news was also reported by Italy's Lico di Begamo and others, but there seems to be no reports on the matter outside the country. Self-described as an anti-pandemic hub with a particular focus on the development and production of vaccines and monoclonal antibodies for the treatment of emerging epidemic pandemic pathologies. They've already committed hundreds of millions of euros to the noticeably below-the-radar state-backed project. And, well, I don't trust for a minute that we won't have more uh, utilization of these precedents. I mean, we've been hearing talk about some Ebola-like uh, strain of, uh, oh, I forget the name. It's in parts of Africa. There's warnings at airports the CDC has here in the States. I could try to get to some of that a, a bit later. A bit in geopolitics I want to shift to, though, and uh, some other domestic politic uh, machinations developments here but I 
believe the music should be on the horizon here. There it is. We'll be right back, folks. Stick around. The Alternative Media, Richard Carey, filling in for Farron's show. We'll be right back. A class action lawsuit over censorship has been filed. I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. I carry a gun to protect those around me. I'm a member of Right to Bear to protect my legal rights. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for affordable carry insurance. Children's Health Defense has filed a lawsuit against resident Biden and several top offices over government pressuring social media companies to censor users. The First Amendment is clear. The government cannot stifle speech. Asking a third party, like a social media company, to censor is still a violation of our rights. No matter who is actually doing the censoring, if it's being directed by the government, then it is a violation of First Amendment protected speech. Any government who silences anyone who questions their authority is tyrannical and authoritarian. My question is, why did it take so long to file this lawsuit? The White House admitted that they were doing this two years ago. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this Pashem Parabellum. Hello, I'm Peter Serafine, and I'm the new host of National Intel Report on Thursdays here on Republic Broadcasting Network. I'm a gun-owning constitutionalist who believes that the only role of government is to protect my rights. I believe the First Amendment makes us free, and the Second Amendment keeps us free. If those ideas sound good to you, then join me in the National Intel Report, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Republic Broadcasting Network. Einstein once said, Future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com.
Public Broadcasting Network. Here, as always, folks, Richard Carey filling in for Farron Schof. And if we get any updates from Farron, I'll be sure to pass them on to his listening audience here. I did want to mention one more article on the uh, COVID shots, mRNA shots. I don't know if I could have reported on this prior week, possibly didn't uh, get to it on this broadcast, though. Study in Norway. This is another powerful one. Study in Norway finds a strong correlation in 31 EU states. So 31 different EU countries. States between experimental vaccine uptake in 2021 and excess deaths in 2022. And we primarily study in, well, they primarily studied a possible link between 2021 COVID-19 vaccination uptake in Europe and monthly 2022 excess all-cause mortality. And that would be mortality higher than before the pandemic. Analysis of 31 countries, again, January to September 2022, 31 EU member states plus Norway, Iceland, Liechtenstein, Switzerland, all-cause mortality. Increased more than, uh, well, I'm sorry, increased more the higher the 2021 vaccination uptake. Countries with more COVID vaccines in 2021 had higher excess mortality in first nine months of 2022. Positive correlation between vaccination in 2021 and excess deaths in 2022. And they have a lot of links and and, um, videos, this source to uh, back up their their information, these doctors. It's just so blatantly obvious how there is a correlation, and yet, you know, we still have well, them pushing it on the childhood schedule uh, for school. It's, it's completely amazing the amount that this is just a... Uh, a brick wall, you know, trying to get get this information past a certain level of the public, a certain a percentage of the population, uh, to affect the establishment. And we've have we have these new medical codes for COVID nineteen vaccination status being used to track people. Uh, this CDC confirms. So they're using this International Classification of Diseases system (ICD) which was to track people who are not immunized or partially immunized. And the CDC claims it does not have access to this data, but healthcare systems do. Codes were created to enable healthcare providers to track within their practices. And, of course, we know how much everyone is getting kickbacks, including the hospitals, for the amount of shots that are doled out. Governments no less, have incentives, financial incentives from these these manufacturers. And then you still hear people talk about, oh, well, it's all about profit. It's not all about profit when they're paying you to get the shot. They're paying people to give other people the shots. There's clearly more to it than that. I'm not going to speculate too much on a limb, but we've heard all of the claims of so many things that are inside these shots 
including, well, it's been confirmed now, the graphene oxide, these document dumps from Pfizer. You know, people are just barely starting to go through them, but more and more is being confirmed. You know, it was a conspiracy theory to even mention the, the graphene oxide component being in, uh, well, what, if not a percentage, possibly all. I, I haven't really heard confirmation of that, but many do talk about all different batches have had different amounts. So I don't know, you know, that it seems like a story that makes people think, well, most of them are on the level, legit, and, you know, certain batches uh, were, were messed up, uh, supposed to be kept at low uh, sub-zero temperatures. And the ones that weren't, those are the people who who had problems. I remember they stopped doing that in a lot of places, though. They stopped the uh, the super low temperature requirement. And there was never an explanation for that either. Just just jab as many people as you can at this point is what they were thinking that far into the scam. But I, I've spent way too much on this topic uh, that I meant to today. I really want to get over to geopolitics. We have a lot of skirmishes coming from the Middle East, and uh, that was really the, my next point of focus here. But we will also be taking calls in the second hour. I just want to point that out in advance, folks. want to hear from you and, and what you have to say on any of these topics. But, yeah, we'll be back with uh, geopolitics, domestic politics, and the like. Stick around. The Alternative Media. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth my name is don wiskin and at 42 years old i suffered a massive heart attack lost 35 percent of my heart to damaged tissue and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability what did i do i took extendivite a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call one 877 928-8822 that's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two month supply of either capsules or liquid Extend your life with Extendivite Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. 
It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed. But you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. And we're back here on the alternative media. Richard Carey filling in for Fair and Schof. And, well, just to uh, touch on this article uh, before the geopolitics, the Proud Boys, uh, remember them? I have been suspicious of them from the start, honestly. And it was pretty evident to me how much uh, the infiltration was going to compromise this the whole well in the trump era it was important to have of course controlled opposition uh from the establishment and i don't know even that leader in california had me suspicious all along i mean this uh hispanic guy and it's you know it's it just it, the whole gay thing with proud boys uh being <laughs> these right-wing, pro-gay um, sort of attitudes. It just uh, really smelled funny to me all along, and I don't know. I I, I don't see how Moore didn't uh, disavow them sooner. But nonetheless, now we have even more coming out about how now they're saying tons of Proud Boys have been outed as FBI informants in a recent sedition trial. Uh, Chris Black was reporting on this. Most of them were not consciously informing on the Proud Boys. The FBI approached them under the false pretense of helping, quote, fight Antifa, unquote, and fooled them into divulging details about themselves and those around them. Around two or three years ago, uh, we had heard the FBI was recruiting recruiting Proud Boys to help build a non-existent RICO case against Antifa. Some of these people believed in QAnon, or that these were FBI agents secretly working for Trump. 
At the end of the day, they were using information gathered on the people, talking about them, quote, about Antifa, unquote, to build this ridiculous case that will likely be the end of them. There's no reason to ever talk to an FBI agent, uh, Mr. Black concludes here, especially without a lawyer. (laughs) I'd say that's not even necessary. They aren't building any case against Antifa. They are the armed wing of the Anti-Defamation League, he says. And the ADL is uh, waving their weight again over at Twitter. I notice Substack is now uh, being blocked over at Twitter uh, per ADL's request. And the ADL has a new article regarding anti-Semitism at Substack. (laughs) Justifying why why they need to be removed. More and more things are getting censored again at Twitter, folks. And this is no surprise to me. I mean, Elon's there to rebrand Twitter uh, in a way that Facebook and Zuckerberg would never be able to do. And many people have bought into it, but we're starting to see that censorship is still uh, all too common moving forward with Mr. Musk's variant of Twitter. Now, I wanted to get to this. The Middle East has a, a bit of conflict again. Well, let's see. First, recently we had Iran saying that they chased off a U.S. spy plane over its territorial waters. This was back, well, it's going back almost a week ago, April 3rd. I had the article. But that's just uh, showing, you know, that they are uh, remaining diligent. I don't really need to go into that article much. But, of course, we had Passover uh, just happen. Well, tomorrow's Easter already, but wouldn't you know, with, with Passover having having just uh, occurred, Israeli cops beat worshipers at Al-Aqsa Mosque, and we had rockets flying from Gaza, IDF bombing the Strip, smoldering tensions between Arabs and Israelis. This burst into warfare happened Tuesday night following a provocation See, there was an Israeli attack on worshippers at one of Islam's most sacred places, of course, the Alaska Mosque. Violence was initiated when Israeli police raided Jerusalem's mosque, Alaska Mosque, brutally beating worshippers. Outrage swept across Palestinian communities, sparking marches, confrontations with Israeli troops, and rocket attacks from the Gaza Strip. And, of course, then the that's what's going to be in the headline, you know, uh, Palestinian rocket or this and that. And it was. We'll get to that. The violence spiraled higher as the Israeli Air Force bombed Gaza. Oh, big surprise. The Israeli raid on the Alaska Mosque came during Islam's holy month of Ramadan. Middle East Eye reports that hundreds of men, women, and children were staying overnight to pray and practice a practice called Itikaf. Israeli government controls access to Alaska prohibits Itikaf there, except for the final 10 days of Ramadan. Palestinians have ignored that prohibition, apparently with Israeli acquiescence. But not this time. At 10 p.m. local time, police entered the mosque grounds, began clearing the faithful from 
exterior courtyards as that played out peacefully. Dozens of others locked themselves inside the prayer hall in an attempt to dodge eviction. An hour later, heavily equipped police smashed windows of the prayer hall and unleashed a stun gun and tear gas barrage storming into the hall. The police began beating worshipers. Video footage appears to show police pummeling worshipers, covering, cowing, cowering on the floor, rather. Haretz, did I pronounce that well enough? Reports that the overnight worshipers were motivated in part by Israeli settlers calling for Jews to sacrifice goats at the Alaska Mosque on Wednesday. Al-Aqsa, sorry. As Passover starts, the mosque is situated on land also revered by Jews who call it the Temple Mount. The longstanding arrangement on the sensitive land is for Jews to visit but not worship there, and certainly not to sacrifice animals. Israeli authorities characterized the worshippers as masked agitators armed with fireworks, sticks, and stones. This video appears to confirm the fireworks claim, although even the official police statement says the fireworks and stones flew only after police had launched their attack. And why am I not surprised, once again? Uh, it goes on with some individual accounts. Another article reporting on um, the same over at, let's see, that one was, let's see, via Zero Hedge. Uh, okay, originally Zero Hedge. Investment Watch blog had a, another on its major escalations in Israel. IDF raided Al-Aqsa Mosque, clashes in West Bank, Gaza firing rockets, IAF conducting airstrikes. Significant clashes between Israeli forces and Palestinians at the Al-Aqsa Mosque in the old city of Jerusalem. We had some videos on Twitter from uh, quite a few sources, and uh, I won't go into all of the, the comments with the videos there. And so what do I see right after that in the headlines? Israel under attack, you know, in the following days. Let's see, one day later, okay, one day after those articles, <laughs> I, I see a headline, Israel under attack on April 6th. And they're saying... It's not isolated rockets anymore. Hezbollah and Iran wishing a happy Passover to Israel. Palestinian citizens just attacked the Israeli forces. Oh, the horror. The real face of Palestine should be exposed to the whole world. This guy tweets, this uh, Shayan Ali. Speak up for the people of Israel before it's too late, he says. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he has a little video there to convince you that the, you know these these brutal Palestinian and, and Lebanese forces will overtake. Because yeah, that got into it as well. Uh, it was a dovetailing article uh, the same day over at Zero Hedge. This would be Thursday, this past Thursday, April sixth, entitled "Dozens of Rockets Pound Israel from Lebanon in Most Serious Escalation Since 2006 War." The prior days of clashes and tensions at Jerusalem's Al-Aqsa Mosque are spiraling toward broader conflict in Gaza and along Israel's northern border. As on Thursday afternoon, a barrage of rockets was fired from Lebanon. Rocket sirens have been sounding in the towns of Betzet and Shlomi in the western Galilee, close to the border, while the IDF says its Iron Dome system intercepted at least at least one of the projectiles. With all that money we're sending them, it only intercepted one, really. 
there are emerging reports of at least, uh, I guess they meant to put one, one person wounded by shrapnel on the Israeli side. Okay, so one Israeli is wounded. So, all right, another uh, unhinged attack on the Gaza Strip to retaliate. I mean, you know, come on, just so much more of the same. No group has claimed responsibility for the rockets, but Hezbollah is the prime armed group operating in southern Lebanon. Some reports say the rocket salvo was launched from Palestinian refugee camps and thus might not have been approved by Hezbollah, the Lebanese Shia group backed by Iran. According to the Times of Israel, and you know you can trust them, folks, it's a likely directly... It's a likely directly response, they put here, to the recent Israeli police raids on Al-Aqsa Mosque during Muslim holy days. There was no immediate claim of responsibility, but the launches came just hours after Lebanon's Iran-backed terror group Hezbollah said it would support, quote, all measures, unquote. Palestinian groups may take against Israel after clashes at the Flashpoint Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Axios is reporting an estimate of between 25 to 30 rockets, quote-unquote there, between 25 to 30 rockets launched, according to defense officials. Quote, most were intercepted by the Iron Dome system, the Israeli military said. At least one rocket fell in the town of Shalomi in northern Israel, unquote, the report stated. And so there you have that, and, you know, Who's to say who really fired these rocket justifications, uh, as it may be, for the retaliation? As has happened so many times with the Israelis and their machinations. I just wanted to get that out there. In Chicago, uh, I have to mention that because it's where I've lived most of my life. Well, I'm 46 now and been in Florida almost a year now. I'm very happy with the move. But nonetheless, I spent 45 years in Chicago proper. And I don't know if there's anything proper about that city. But we've had Lori Lightfoot uh, shunned by citizens, you know, openly in, in, in public uh uh, speaking engagements, so we don't want you here anymore. You know, we don't, we don't want you. I mean, her whole thing of saying she won't interview with any white reporters. You know, I think that's the point where people really uh, blew their fuse with tolerating this woman. But we have another, like, what would you call it? A hyper pro-black, a hyper CRT <laughs> sort of replacement. So just more of the same. If you still live in Chicago, get the hell out right now. Your time has run out, basically. And I don't know, it's... I could give you a little bit of info on this guy. We have... uh, Well, here, okay. What has Chicago done? Uh, This one article on the topic starts out, Chicagoans cheered... Mayor Lori Lightfoot's exit, gone was her toxic attitude, her flippant dismissal of the city's many crises, her dismissal record on crime, 
and her destruction of police morale. She was an absolute failure by any means, by any measure whatsoever. From the beginning, she was more interested in imposing a progressive vision and an equity, quote-unquote equity, agenda on Chicago than enacting many reforms the city needed. So Chicagoans kicked out Lightfoot. Chicago uh, saw change was possible. But what Chicagoans voted for on April 4th was someone more extreme, believe it or not, okay, and exactly opposite of what the city needed. To reduce Chicago's nation-high homicide rate, Chicago needed a new mayor willing to take on Cook County State Attorney's State's attorney Kim Fox's unwillingness to prosecute dangerous crimes. A mayor willing to challenge Judge Tim Evans' decarcerationist agenda. A mayor willing to jam shut the system's revolving door for criminals. But what do we have here? We have, as her replacement, Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson. Won't do any of that. Instead, Look for him to embrace the policies of Fox and Evans. In his own words, he's for defunding the police and defends looting as, quote, an outbreak of incredible frustration and anguish, unquote, tied to, quote, a failed racist system, unquote. And uh, you can watch for police morale to fall further, for criminals to be emboldened, and for crime to continue to spike in Chicago, to improve Chicago's dismissal educational outcomes, uh, dismal, rather, dismal educational outcomes, where only 1 in 20 students at Chicago public schools can do math at grade level, mind you. The city needed a new mayor to champion math and reading proficiency, as well as educational excellence, merit, and achievement. You won't get that from Brandon Johnson and his Chicago Teachers Union. Johnson, Johnson already stated that as a teacher, he pushed to eliminate standards, stopped giving homework, and reduced test prep as a way of, quote, rebelling against the structure, unquote. For him, the concept of, quote, equity, unquote, not excellence, will dominate and kids will lose. So you can watch for student outcomes to worsen as these standards are removed. And as for the city's economic climate and business friendliness, Chicago needed a new mayor who would make the city affordable again by growing the tax base, not the tax rate, who would encourage companies to come to the city, not lambast them as a cause of social ills. Oh, there's the music try to get in what other articles I could at the last segment. We'll take your calls all of hour two, folks. Want to hear what you have to say? We'll be right back. The Alternative Media, Richard Carey. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? 
A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. for the final segment of hour one here on the alternative media just fitting in uh, what more articles i can and i really meant to have more at a faster pace earlier didn't have enough coffee before the show folks i apologize rfk jr files to challenge biden for 2024 democratic nomination you just heard that mentioned out there and 
ABC News, uh, when they were playing the uh, broadcasts of Trump speaking, uh, it's it's noteworthy uh, to point out Trump's fundraising SMS number was blurred out. They didn't do this for Biden's, but during recent programming on television system broadcasts, uh, public frequencies, they blurred out Trump's fundraising SMS number. And so they're saying ABC News is what? It's now state-run media, they're asking. Uh, some of these uh, responders to that it seems like it's just the uh, norm of the day. But it is amazing just how much the entire system is, is a, well, I mean, we did have people on CNN stating that, that didn't have much of a case here. Uh, nonetheless, I mean, I think what you will of this, this clown show of uh, Democrats and Republicans, it, it certainly is interesting to observe how this is going to develop with Trump. A couple bits of other news. Mum sued by a teacher's union for questioning kindergarten curriculum. Of course, that's regarding the, uh, the sexualization, transgender, uh, and, and gay uh, what, uh, advertising to the youth you know, and conditioning. Canada to criminalize anyone who speaks out against the transgender agenda with a penalty of $25,000. So they're really pushing hard on that. And I should... I meant to get more on this in sooner. White House Press Secretary. You remember her, right, folks? Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, darling, who m- made you uh, wish you didn't <laughs> uh, will Pisaki's dismissal. I mean, it was just a slap in the face. Something even worse in her place, showing the downward spiral of our nation personified. But this White House Press Secretary, Kareem Jean-Pierre, Uh, She had a DUI and got swept under the rug, you know, a week and a half ago. uh, Of course, to no surprise, not facing any charges. She was slurring her words after ramming, I believe it was an SUV in in the report. I mean, they're refusing to release body cam footage of the accident, but she had rear-ended another vehicle while under the influence of alcohol according to the re- reports. And, yeah, witnesses said Kareem Jean-Pierre was slurring her speech, having difficulty standing up straight, but not arrested, no DUI, no arrest or bookings, and, yeah, whisked away uh, mysteriously so that you don't you don't hear about it. Because, well, that wouldn't reflect uh, diversity, right? It uh, relates to the reporting of crime statistics and mug shots. We'll be right back, folks, for Hour 2, taking your calls. Stick around. People who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. 
you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.